Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast Radio. Welcome back to Southeast Radio's Business Matters with me, Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, since it was first established in 1984, Cirque du Soleil has enthralled audiences across the world. This billion-dollar business has also gained recognition for not only captivating the public for 35 years, but also for turning the traditional circus model on its head, the epitome of a successful blue ocean strategy. The CEO of Cirque du Soleil, Danielle Lamar, joins me now to discuss the business success behind the spectacle. Danielle, many thanks for being our guest this morning. Cirque has been in business for 35 years. But for those of our listeners that may not be familiar with the brand, what is Cirque du Soleil? Good morning. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah, first and foremost, it started by a bunch of street performers that were dreaming to build a global brand. And uh, over the years, we have been able to do that market by market, uh, so much so that today our shows are traveling to more than 450 cities. Now, the company is referenced in the book Blue Ocean Strategy because Cirque du Soleil literally turned the circus model on its head. What is the original story behind this phenomenon? Yeah, what, what the founder of the company, Guy La Liberté, thought was that uh, there was a room to create a new category of show. And that's what is, is described in the Blue Ocean Strategy, is that we took something that was uh, seen as being very old, a form of art, and we have really transformed it to something that is tough to describe, because if you go to see a Cirque du Soleil show, you will probably start by saying it's not a circus show, it's not a theatrical, it's not a musical, and I would normally interrupt you and say this is the new category of show, which is called Cirque du Soleil. So talk to us about the range of Cirque shows that are both resident and touring around the world at present. Yeah, we we have uh, right now three categories of show. We have arena shows that are uh, helping us to travel in secondary cities around the world. We have our big tent show, which is what we present at the Royal Albert Hall in in London every year. And uh, we have resident show. Uh, we have uh, we have seven uh, resident show in Las Vegas. Uh, we have one uh, opening this year in uh, Orlando, and uh, one in uh, Hangzhou in in China. And those permanent shows are uh, offering us the opportunity to push the boundaries of our creativity by bringing new technologies. And uh, that's something that is very exciting. Uh, when I look to the evolution of the Cirque du Soleil brand uh, moving forward. And how are your shows performing in Las Vegas today? It's amazing. Uh, Cirque du Soleil is is really changing uh, Las Vegas every year by bringing new shows. And as you and I are talking, we are in pre-production mode for our new show that is called Run. And, and, And Run is a stunt show totally inspired by the movie industry. It's called the first live thriller action uh, show. And then again, we will, uh, we will bring something totally new on the big strip in Las Vegas. I'm wondering, what does the Cirque du Soleil creative process entail? Yeah, if, if you uh, would have the chance, and I hope one day I can host you here in our creative center in Montreal, you will discover a bunch of dreamers that really wants to reinvent uh, live show entertainment. And that's what we're doing. So people are locked 
in our studio in Montreal. And the process is really to develop, uh, you know, some, some, some new content all the time. So it goes from, from, from a director, a director of creation, a production director. And normally a, a creative team will be composed of people coming from 20 different nationalities. And, and we think it's one of the ingredients that make our shows international because it's totally influenced by a lot of different cultures. And, uh, and that's why our creative process is so unique. In relation to these dreamers, where do they look to for new trends and inspiration? Uh, we, we are in the lookout all the time. We have scouts traveling the world to find the best potential performers that there are. Uh, we have people in permanent, uh, you know, looking for new ideas. Uh, we have our own R&D department, and we invest millions of dollars every year trying to find new ways of presenting uh, our material. Uh, we do a lot of, uh, of R&D in new technologies, and, uh, and, and you know, complacent. Uh, is not a word that we know at Cirque du Soleil. We're always pushing the envelope by discovering new ways of presenting uh, live show entertainment. And what is the average timeline and cost involved in creating a new show? Yeah, normally we're talking about uh, a two-year process and depending if we're talking about a, a touring show or a permanent show, for a touring show, we're probably talking to an investment of about $25 million. If we're talking to a crazy, extravagant uh, resident show, it can go as high as $50 million. And on that basis, what is the typical life expectancy of a Cirque show? Yeah, First and foremost, I always like to think that when we're creating a new show, this show will last forever. Uh, in reality, when I look to touring 450 cities around the world, it takes us about 15 years to, to do that. And for our per- permanent show, uh, you know, you take a show like Mistar in Las Vegas. Uh, it has been there for 25 years, and I cannot foresee the day where we will shut down this show because the occupancy level is still very high. And, uh, and, and that's you know, one thing that is motivating for us is that when we offer a job to an artist, we uh, like to provide that job for many, many years. Not every show can be successful, but when a show is underperforming, what actions do you take? It happened once in our lifestyle, and I, I hope it will never happen again. But, but the brand is so important that we had no choice, uh, you know, to, to shut down the show. Uh, and we did that in a very short period of time. Now, I attended your Michael Jackson One show in Las Vegas a few weeks ago. Does the show suffer any adverse reaction following the ongoing controversies surrounding the late King of Pop? Yeah, the, the reality is that people are looking to that show and they're looking to the artist and the famous music that this artist has uh, delivered. And therefore, yes, there has been a, 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 you know, some impact for a few weeks but uh, this show is, uh, is still uh, very liked uh, by the fan. And, uh, and, and this show uh, uh, is going to be there for the foreseeable future. And what are the biggest mistakes that the company has made to date? And how have you learned from these mistakes? Yeah, the biggest mistake was, uh, and, and I was referring to the show we had to shut down, is that we did a show which was a vaudeville show. 
and uh, we realized that the brand uh, has so, such high expectations that if you don't deliver a high level of acrobatic act when you put the name Cirque du Soleil, it doesn't work. You know, people were coming to see that vaudeville show, and the people that had never seen a Cirque du Soleil show thought that it was great. And, but our fan didn't like it uh, because the acrobatic level was not at the level that normally a show of Cirque du Soleil uh, can deliver. So that was a very quick learning for us there about the limitation uh, of our brand, but more importantly, about the quality that our fans are expecting. And we don't want to disappoint our fans. And, uh, and, and that's why we're fighting so much every day to bring new ideas, to surprise our fans, to make sure that they will realize that Cirque is doing everything to please them. Now, Cirque du Soleil is truly a premium product. So how impacted is it by economic downturns? Yeah, as you know, uh, you know the uh, uh, what we call the upscale pro- product uh, are the last one to be touched when there is a recession, and uh, and and therefore uh, we've been through uh, several recession in 35 years, and uh, we always came came out of it in uh, pretty good shape. And in terms of safety protocols and detailed risk analysis, what is your approach to that? Yeah, we, we first of all, uh, there is organ- an organization in Montreal that is very, very severe about uh, safety measures. And we have to go through that process every time we bring a new show. So therefore, we end up having, you know, the most severe uh, safety measures that any live show uh, a company has. And, uh, and for us, this is very, very important because, as you know, what we do uh, comes with a level of risk. And our position is to mitigate as much as we can the, the risk measure. And we have a lot of safety measures, again, uh, to protect our artists that we love dearly. And is it true that you also have physiotherapists and even psychologists on staff to keep the artist healthy? Oh, totally. We, uh, even for our touring shows, you know, we have all the medical uh, services uh, for, for our artists. We have therapists on tour. We have coach on tour. Uh, and, and we have to keep our artists pushing the level of performance uh, every day by training a lot. So our artists are also amazing athletes, and uh, we take great pride in bringing them all the support they need to perform at the level that people are expecting. And what is the greatest challenge facing Cirque over the next five years? Is to renew ourselves all the time. Uh, is, uh, is to understand that uh, we are as good as our uh, latest show. So when we're developing a new show, I can, I can guarantee you that there is a lot of anxiety in our creative center. Uh, people are sweating and people are agonizing about finding new ideas. And this is so healthy. I feel so good about it. If one day people think that we are, uh, we are good and we can do anything, I think that will be the beginning of the end. And, and, and really, that's my job, is to pushing the team here as much as I can to make sure that we don't take anything for granted and that we are reinventing ourselves all the time. Guy La Liberté has reinvented circus art. Our job here is to reinvent Cirque du Soleil. And in terms of performers, how do you go about sourcing them? We're very lucky. You know, first of all, we have a data bank uh, of about 100,000 artists. Uh, 
because of the brand right now, if, if you are a good performer, the place you want to work is at Cirque du Soleil. And uh, we have scouts traveling the world to make sure that all the best artists are at Cirque du Soleil. So if you call me tomorrow and say, Daniel, I've seen these amazing performers, uh, chances are that I will send a, a scout of Cirque uh, in a in, in few hours and make sure that that artist uh, join our organization because all the best artists in the world has to be at Cirque du Soleil. And in terms of the residencies that Cirque has, especially, let's say, in New York or Orlando or in Las Vegas and any of the hotels on the Strip, how does the relationship work between you and the venue? Yeah, it's, it's a great partnership. Uh, the way it works uh, is a joint venture between us and MGM or between us and, and Disney. And uh, they provide us a purpose-built theater. And we produce a show that is totally unique uh, for that venue. And, and together we, we market it. And uh, so far, uh, we, we have been very, very successful with those uh, two partners. Now, we've mentioned earlier on about your partnership with Michael Jackson. But of course, you went on and you created a show around the Beatles. Are we going to see more of this style of show coming from Cirque over the coming years? Yeah, we, we have, you know, there is not that many iconic uh, artists as, as the Beatles are. Uh, but yes, we're always in the lookout for new artists. And uh, if for one reason our creators feel that uh, we should partner uh, with a new iconic artist, is it's something that we will explore. And from a logistical perspective, how complex is running this organization? Because it literally is running shows in multiple continents around the world. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because uh, the logistic is insane. Because just imagine that you have uh, to travel with 50 vans of, of material from city to city with 150 people. And then you have to find a site, you have to go in the city, you have to build a site, and then you have to market the show. And you have a lot of issues such as uh, immigration, uh, uh, all the rules and regulations that are different from one city to the next. So it's, uh, it's, it's an amazing, big, uh, uh, well-fueled uh, machine but uh, but at the same time, that's why it's very tough to compete with us because it will probably take 30 years to build a similar machine uh, to, 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 to be able to tour at the scale that we are touring. And is there anybody coming behind you from a competitive perspective that's copied the model that's making headway in relation to that? A lot of people are copying us, but no one is copying us at the scale that we are. So our competitors on a day-to-day basis are all the people that are selling tickets in such a city. So it goes from sports event to rock concert to music festival. So we have to protect our position and we have to fight to, to, to sell tickets in every city where, where we go. And as I said earlier, we don't take anything for granted. So when we come to London at the Royal Albert Hall every year, uh, we see it as our first presence at the Royal Albert Hall. It's for us to convince all the Londonians uh, to come to this amazing site to see a different show every year. What are you doing from a marketing perspective that's working best today? And does that differ from market to market? Oh, it's totally different. Uh, you know, in today's world, you know, uh, in the early days, Guy La Liberté was doing big stunt uh, in the middle of a street. Uh, today, the, the equivalent of that street are social media. And, uh, and, and we have changed our marketing a lot uh, in order to, uh, to reach out 
to to the new uh, audience that is spending most of their time on social media. You know, people now love uh, to come to our show and take a picture of themselves with our artists. They like to do selfie. They like to send their picture of Cirque on, on, on the social media. So therefore, we have to change uh, our approach to accommodate the new behaviors uh, of, our, uh, of our customers. And finally, Danielle, what does the future look like for Cirque du Soleil? Brilliant. I'm so optimistic about the future of this company, and uh, and I'm so lucky to have the opportunity to create thousands of jobs for creators and artists around the world. That's my ultimate goal. The more job I can create for creators and artists, the better I feel. And so far, we're doing good, uh, but I think we can do better by hiring more people and by uh, entertaining people from around the world. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Danielle Lamar, the CEO of Cirque du Soleil. And I've no doubt that this entertainment phenomenon will continue to thrill audiences for many years to come. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.